everybody. Hope you're doing good. It's Thursday night. Hope you're ready for a lot of information. I just want to say it's in the title tonight. I can't exactly remember what the title was to the uh, podcast tonight, but things are a mess, but there is always hope, and we've got to focus on that. Those of us who are saved, we have to know that we operate in the power of the Holy Spirit, that our hope is not in any politician or the United States turning around. Our hope is in the gospel of Jesus, and we've got to go that way, and that's what we have to trust in. So there's, some, you know, there's obviously a lot of negative things happening, and we're going to talk about them. You know, the, you know, one thing that's been on my heart this week is, you know, Jesus was both the Lamb of God and the Lion of Judah, and nowadays in Christianity, I'll help you with that. Nowadays in Christianity, the focus is on being a lamb all the time. You know, where you're a lamb, you're a lamb when you feed the hungry. You're a lamb when you're speaking to somebody who's lost and wants to be saved. Now, with disease, you're a lion. With somebody who with somebody who is diseased or has sickness, illness, or disease, you're a lamb. Did everybody get that? With the disease itself, you're a lion. You bind it and you lose complete health. Binding is not very lambish. Binding is what you do when you're the lion. So with sickness, you bind it, and you're a lion. With the sick, you're a lamb. And that's in Christianity, when we're dealing with lies, you're not a lamb. You deal with a lie as a lion. You attack the lie. And that's what we have to do right now. That, there's a, that, that really is the predominant struggle in our society right now, our lies. Absolute bold-faced lies coming from the media every day, coming from the Democratic Party, coming from pastors of churches that have closed, coming from people who are advocating for coronatology, that you need to lock down our entire society, that you need to put a mask on, all over a disease with a 99.9% survival rate, and really 100% survival rate for anybody without a comorbidity. So we have to, as Christians, attack lies like a lion, not like a lamb. So I want to set the, the precedent for this podcast like I do just about every time. What are we hitting tonight? We're hitting the lies. We're talking about the lies. The lies are that the coronavirus is deadly. And you're like, how dare you say the coronavirus is not deadly? Because on the whole, it's not. It's deadly like the flu is deadly. If you consider it any more than that, you've bought into lies. You're like, well, it's killed more people. They've had to lie to get it to 130,000 deaths. Name one other time in history that you've ever seen where they've had to take a pandemic and pad the stats. I have a whole list. Right? You may not be able to see it right there. It says fake death counts. I have a whole file on fake death counts from Illinois, uh, from Colorado, from Washington, uh, I'm trying to think of the other one. I've got several here as I flip through them. Pennsylvania, Colorado, numerous Burks herself. Deborah Burks, the head of the Coronavirus Task Force Response Team in the White House, says she doesn't trust the CDC uh, statistics. So in order for you to get to 130,000 deaths, what they've had to do, I've got this off their own website too, right here off the CDC website. They've had to convolute all the stats. They've had to mix in flu stats with COVID, pneumonia stats with COVID, cold, common cold stats with COVID in order to get there. Name one other time in history you've ever heard that. Name one other time in history you have ever heard somebody who dies of a gunshot wound 
goes in, they draw blood out of him, find out that he has flu antibodies in him, and they classify that death as a flu. Name one time that's ever happened because that's exactly what happened in the state of Washington with COVID. Why would they do that? Because Anthony Fauci has to defend his job. Robert Redfield of the CDC has to defend his job. Bill Gates has to have his vaccine. Liberal, why, why on earth is this such a big deal? I'll bet you right now it's not a big deal November 4th. How much you want to bet it's a miracle November 4th and no longer, no, no longer does anybody have to, to wear masks or lock down after November 4th unless Trump wins. If Trump wins, it's going to be full steam ahead with Corona. Once again, second wave, outburst, you know, all their hot spots, surges, will all come back again. But it's all about the lies that the coronavirus is deadly, a plague with a 99.9% post-infection death rate. That's not that you have a 99.9% chance of surviving COVID on the whole. That's if you already have it. If you caught COVID, you have a 99.9% chance of surviving it. In, the, in America, you have a 0.01% chance of dying of COVID. One one-hundredth of 1% chance of dying of COVID living in the United States. So that's the first lie. And remember, you attack lies like a lion. You don't attack lies like a lamb. Well, you know, I just want to understand everybody's viewpoint. No, I'm not here to understand a liar's viewpoint. I'll just go ahead and stipulate the spiritual man makes judgments about all things. First Corinthians chapter two, verse 15. So I will go ahead and say it. That's a lie. And I will not sit and listen to a liar espouse lies. So the lies that we're attacking like a lion is that Corona coronavirus is a deadly plague. It is not. We started off with 330 million people. We currently have 330 million people. We have the exact same amount of deaths statistically as we had last year. We have less deaths this year than 2017, which was happened to be a big flu season with 80,000 Americans dying. And by the way, once again, in 2017, when 80,000 Americans died of the flu, how many times did you ever see a state like Colorado, like Pennsylvania, like New York, revise their death counts on the flu? Why, when, why, would, why would they? Or why wouldn't they? Because money's tied to them doing it now. Federal dollars and getting Trump out of office are tied to the coronavirus being a systemic plague. That's, that, in order to get Trump out, they knew because he had the, the, be, the best economy going with it. And here's the thing. The debt was terrible under Trump. The debt was worse under Obama, but terrible under Trump. So you always tell the truth. But everything else but debt, Trump was rocking the house. Lowest unemployment rate in history for women, for Hispanics, and for blacks. One of the lowest unemployment rates since 1960, period. He was rocking it. Wall Street was through the roof, setting one record after another. They couldn't have that going into November. So that's what this is all about. Because again, when have you ever seen it? I mean, think logically. Even if you want to strap a mask, a face diaper, a face tampon on your face. Even if that's your desire, think about things logically for a change. Think about, them, think about it logically. When have you ever seen in history, ever, where they've had to pad the stats to make something a pandemic? They've had to pad. I guarantee you we've had less than half of the amount of deaths that the CDC says that we have of 130,000 because they've had to count everything for that. Flu has disappeared. Flu disappeared March 1st. 
They haven't had a flu death since then. I wonder why that is. Because on their own CDC website, they mix flu, pneumonia, and COVID together and call it all COVID. Fact. That's what's happening. All the time, every day. Lots and I mean, it's the, the, the test scandal, which we'll get into tonight, is an absolute joke. If you believe that you're having a second wave, all the tests are are revealing what has already been. I'll explain that all later. So the two lies, COVID is a deadly plague. It is not. And the second lie, of course, being ushered into our society is that there's systemic racism and oppression in law enforcement. Therefore, you're justified in vandalizing, looting, tearing down statues and beating up white people, which is all happening right now. All this, these two lies are all to usher in socialism, vaccines, citizen control, a new world order, and eventually the mark of the beast. That's what it's all about. You're like, Tom, that's radical. I mean, Christians, do you really think that's way out of bounds to say that? Do you ever read the book of Revelation? Do you ever think that it's going to happen? It's going to, the mark of the beast is going to happen. Would you all agree? Looking at all the people watching tonight, I see you on Jill, Terry, Alyssa. Good to see you, Paul. God bless you. Good to see you guys. Hey, Lynn H. Good to see you. Hey, Debbie. Good to see you. Got Tracy Y, Judy W from Minnesota. Yeah, if you guys put on what you've seen, I'm afraid I don't want to say your last name. So sometimes there's like more than one Stephanie, more than one Jill, more than one Jerry. Hey, Jerry from Kentucky, my brother. Love you. Glad you're on. Hey, Brooke. Good to see you. Glad you're on. Hey, Jeff from Chicago. God bless you, man. Glad you're on. Hey, Shira from my home. Love you, girl. Glad you're on. There's people from my home church. Johnny T, Johnny and Lori T, glad you guys are on. Hey, Ron, God bless you, brother, from Pennsylvania. Hey, Joanne from church, glad you're on. Hey, Kim, good to see you. Kim WM, love you. God bless you, glad you're on. Hey, Erica from church, glad you're on. Dan K, hey, Vonda, glad you're on. Heather, glad you're on. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for being here and watching with me. Some of you guys are from my hometown. I really appreciate you being on. Everybody from everywhere. Some of you are in communist strongholds. Just join with me and let's be a lighthouse and a light post for all these other people. Let me get a couple more people on. Hey, Melody M., good to see you. Hey, Todd from my church. God bless you. Glad you're on. Gary, glad you're on. Gary B., senior, glad you're on. Hey, Sherry Z., glad you're on. Hey, Connie S., Brian C., God bless you guys. Glad you're all on. I think I got a lot of you there. So here we go. So those are the two lies. And that's what we have to, as Christians, attack as lions. We're not going to be part of the tone police. Make sure that you say it with a soft tone, monotone voice. No, we'll attack lies by calling them what they are, a lie. If that happens to mean that my voice gets inflected, then my voice gets inflected. All right, first thing tonight, Martin County, Florida. One of my favorite shows, one of my favorite podcasts, well, it's not even one of my favorites. My number one favorite podcast that I watch is Dan Bongino. You need to watch it. He goes about 57 minutes to an hour every day. You need to make sure that you watch it. It usually comes out somewhere. They record it about 10 o'clock in the morning, comes out about 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Well, he addressed it because this is where he lives, Martin County, Florida, which, by the way, is an incredibly red county. It's a Republican county, and that's the problem. And we'll, I, I can't believe that there's one Republican out there, one Christian 
that wears a mask out in public. I know that when you go onto somebody's private property, somebody's business, or you have to wear them at work, I get that. I'm talking about on your own, you're out there wearing a mask to protect others or protect yourself when they do absolutely nothing. And I'll show you that in just a minute from a doctor. So Martin County passes its mask mandate two days ago, July 7th. And it says all must wear masks or face a $50 to $250 fine. Make sure you understand that you you have absolutely no rights in the state of, uh, uh, in the county of of Martin, Martin County, Florida. But here's the thing. You do have rights. You don't have to wear a mask. It is time for us to say no to all this stuff. Absolutely to their face. No, you may have to take a fine. If you take a fine, sue them. It's time to stand up and fight instead of being compliant. Here's what Dan Bongino had to say about it. I've actually gotten used to it. I do not need power drunk pseudo monarchs little mini tyrants in my supposedly conservative county though, sending out ridiculous childlike amateur hour edicts demanding people wear masks in situations where the risk of transmission is somewhat close to zero. You can take your mask mandate and shove it right up your ass. You understand? Because I- (laughs) There you go, that's good. Sorry, I didn't warn you about the little bit of profanity in there. Here's the deal. I won't use the A-bomb, but I will tell them to shove it right up their caboose. How's that? No, thank you. I, will not, I don't care. I live, in, I live in Sarasota County. I'm doing this podcast from Charlotte County. I will not wear a mask, period. I pastor a church. We will never, ever require anybody to wear a mask. You can wear one in here. I don't care if you wear a mask, but we will not provide you with masks, nor will we ever mandate that you wear a mask, nor have I ever closed the church, nor will I ever close the church, nor have I ever said that anybody needs to social distance. I have never put out an alcohol gel station. I have never reopened safely because I never closed. It should have been never to all this stuff. And what he said was exactly right. It's exactly right what he said. And here's the county commissioners down there. Ed Campy, Stacey Hetherington, Doug Smith, Sarah Hurd, Harold, Harold Jenkins. I bet you they're all Republicans. And I didn't let it play long enough. But in that, he says he's going to organize to get them all kicked out. And since he has 500,000 subscribers on YouTube alone, and with umpteen hundred million views total, I don't know how many he's got total now, tons, millions and millions of views, he'll get them, he'll get, at least get some of them unelected from fox news coronavirus expert says americans will be wearing masks for several years this is their plan they're marking they're they're not marking me they're marking you republican you're like tom you're always picking on republicans and christians that's because and conservatives that's because you should know better if you're strapping on a face diaper you're living in galactic ignorance thanks that's the Take of Eric Turner, senior scholar at Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security. Health Security? What's that? He has been preparing for an outbreak like the novel coronavirus as part of his work for years. John Hopkins practices virus simulations as part of its preparedness protocol. That doesn't sound suspicious, does it? With the goal, with the goal of offering public health experts and policymakers a blueprint of what to do in, in a pandemic. One of those simulations, listen closely now, listen closely, 
One of those simulations took place in October when? 2019, when Toner and a team of research launched a coronavirus pandemic simulation. So Johns Hopkins University Hospital did a coronavirus pandemic simulation October of 2019. Bill Gates put out in November 2019, which by the way, just so everybody has the time context, remember we heard about coronavirus when? December 2019. So lo and behold, not a month to a month and a half before that, Johns Hopkins University Hospital is doing a coronavirus pandemic simulation. Why corona? Let me ask you this question. For those of you who don't think logically, when have you ever heard the word coronavirus before? So why would they all of a sudden be doing a coronavirus pandemic simulation in October of 2019? Uh, I don't, and why would Bill, J, Bill, Bill Gates, why would he be talking about on Netflix a coronavirus outbreak, a wet market outbreak, quote, that was about to happen in November of 2019, right before, how, how could that be? Well, let's continue. Simulation in New York running through various scenarios on how residents, governments, and private business, businesses would hypothetically react to the threats. Now, Bill Gates did the same thing. Remember now, Gates funded what? Gain-of-function research. Now, listen, I know that this gets kind of wonky. Don't turn me off. As a matter of fact, everybody right now, go and share this. Hitch, get on. You can even stop watching me for a second. Share this video right now. Listen, you're going to lose friends. These are rough times. Share my video. Yes, it will cost you friends. Yes, you'll get nasty comments. Don't fight back and forth. Just keep sharing it until they unfriend you. Or maybe they'll see the light. How will they? It goes into Romans chapter 10, verse 14 and 15. How will they know if nobody tells them? Share my video. Right now, hit the share button. Like it and share it. Let's get it out there. And we have to use that to overcome the social media police that always are limiting people like me, our audience. So remember now, here's, here's the wonky part. So you have Bill Gates funds the Wuhan Institute of Virology, right? Now, where did this break out? In Wuhan, numerous reports from different sources are now saying that this was definitely a manufactured virus. What they did was what's called gain-of-function research. Now, Bill Gates funded it. He sends millions and millions and tens of millions of dollars to the Wuhan Institute of Virology through the Chinese Academy of Sciences. He doesn't just send them to one. He sends it to both. The Chinese Academy of Sciences runs the Wuhan Institute of Virology. It wasn't enough for Bill Gates just to send it to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. He sent it to their boss too, the Chinese Academy of Sciences. He sends millions, tens of millions to both. What do they do there? They do what's called gain-of-function research on cave bats. What that means is, is they extract the coronavirus because every animal has, your dog has a coronavirus in it. Every, almost every animal has coronavirus. But bats, what they do is they extract the coronavirus out of it, make the virus susceptible to humans. Human being, they make it so that the virus can be transmitted to a human. Normally, if you get bitten by a bat, you don't go, oh crap, 
I'm about to catch coronavirus. You wouldn't really go crap anyway, coronavirus, because you got a 99.9% chance of surviving it anyway. However, they made what they did was gain a function research, which was outlawed by Barack Hussein Obama. And then days before he left office, he made it legal again. At which time, days later, Anthony Fauci sent $3.7 million to where? The Wuhan Institute of Virology for what? Gain-of-function research, which had been previously outlawed during the Hussein Obama era because he didn't want coronavirus happening while he was president. So he outlawed gain-of-function research, which is extracting the virus and making it transmittable to human beings, where normally it's not. Remember what they say. Oh, suddenly in the wet market, it became transmit. It made the transformation from non-transmissible to transmissible. That takes 800 years. That didn't happen. Numerous sources are now saying it's a result of gain of function research. Will they take the S protein and spike protein? If you look at the coronavirus, they have manufactured it to have a spike in it, which attaches to human cells. It didn't used to have that. It didn't just appear. That takes 800 years to appear. Gain of function research did it. That's why Obama outlawed it because he didn't want to lose his presidency like they're trying to have Trump lose his presidency because of an outbreak like this. So lo and behold, it breaks out in Wuhan where they're doing gain-of-function research, right? It just happened that it just just happens to go that way. Where was Fauci? I know some of you have watched this before. Where was Fauci running to the microphone saying, uh, that was us. Sorry. Where, and he, not only that, but he knew what it was. And if he knew what it was, then he could have gotten out in front of it and treated a lot more people, right? With hydrochloroquine, but he wanted to wait for remdesivir. Why would Fauci want to wait for remdesivir? Because remdesivir comes from Gilead. Gilead employs Fauci to go and speak for them. Fact. Fact. That's why he's waiting for remdesivir, which costs like 3000 bucks every time you get it. And it's intravenous, it's intravenous into your veins where hydrochloroquine, you can take tablets for it. It's like 50 cents a tablet and it's way more effective. Been proven that over and over and over again by numerous studies. And then uh, those of you who've seen it, CNN had to come out and retract all their previous statements because they downplayed, they didn't downplay it. They flat out said hydrochloroquine was dangerous. Because Trump advocated for it in a very melancholy sort of way. Just said, maybe there's hope there. I remember the press conference. And of course, they viciously attack him. And now it turns out, lo and behold, that hydrochloroquine is it. But where was Fauci? He knew what they were doing in Wuhan. He was sending millions of dollars there. He knows Bill Gates. Fauci's on the Bill and Melinda Gates board. He knew that Bill Gates was sending tens of millions of dollars over there for gain-of-function research. And lo and behold, it happens to break out exactly where they're doing it. Why would you not run to the microphone? Why didn't Robert Redfield? Who's Robert Redfield, the head of the CDC? He knew what, what that was. He knew what was going on. He knows what Fauci's doing. They're all under the NIH, National Institute of Health. They all are. So why didn't they run to a microphone? Who knows? Who knows? I have a statement here. Oh, I'm not going to read it. It's just from more from that guy. <laughs> but that's what happened. That's the truth. I don't know how many people want to face it, but it's the truth. 
So now we're allegedly having our spikes and our hot spots and our surges and our outbreaks, right? It's all crap. Just so you know, real quick, I'll get into this a little bit later, more in detail. But every single study, the Boston study, Miami study, Stanford study, LA County study, USC study, in Israel study, all major studies say that 6 to 13% of any population has already caught COVID. All the tests that you're seeing, we got 220,000 total cases now in the state of Florida. Oh no, 7,000 new cases. I think it was, what's, you know, Wednesday, or no, it was Tuesday, two days ago. 7,000 new cases. They're not new cases, folks. A lot of those people are testing positive for antibodies. They've already had it, never knew they had it. All it is, is calculating what has to happen with a virus. Sorry to tell you, Sweden proved it, Japan proved it. I'll get into that later. But the virus is going to run through the population. You can lock down all you want. It's not going to stop. And that's why who, 66% of all cases coming in right now come from where? Inside somebody's own home. Locking down does nothing. Masks do nothing. Absolutely zero. So it's just the way that it has to go. Six to 13% of the population has had COVID. So in the state of Florida, that's 2,100,000 people. So you can test all day, every day. Eventually you'll get to that number. Nothing new. Oh, wow. It's an outbreak. No. If it's an outbreak, where are all the bodies? Has anybody ever asked that? I, I, I was debating back and forth with a guy on Facebook. And I'm like, do you ever think through what you're saying? He was actually taking the number of reported cases. You have the number of deaths, about 3,800. Well, it's just crossed 4,000. So it's easy to talk about now. So 4,000 corona deaths in the state of Florida, right? Which every year we have between three and 4,000 flu deaths. But 4,000 corona deaths in the state of Florida. And then you've got 214,000, well, let's say 220,000. Positive cases. He was taking, he was dividing the number of deaths by the number of of reported cases. That's dumb, dumb math. That's uneducated, stupid math. And he was saying, there's a 2% death rate in the state of Florida. That would make us higher than New York, which has a 0.9% death rate. Post-infection. Remember now, there's post-infection. Your overall chance of dying in the state of Florida is 0.01%. Post-infection, once you've already caught it, is 0.1%. This goober was putting out and defending with great ignorant conviction that the state of Florida had a 2%, 2% death rate of COVID. That's nowhere in the world like that. Nowhere. But yet he put great conviction in his stupidity, was putting that out, that there's a 2% death rate in the state of Florida. Because he was dividing number of deaths by number of reported cases. You never do that. You always divide number of deaths by number of presumptive cases. Where you are in the state of Florida, I'll do this math later, about 9.5% of the population is estimated to have had COVID. That's 2.1 million people. That's what you divide the number of deaths by, not the number of reported cases. Ignorant one. And then put out with great conviction... Great conviction that you're right. My guys just put out there, someone put out that we need to submit to Romans 13. Okay, let's look at Romans 13. What is your ruling authority? 
The governor? Nope. Elected official, elected representative, congressman, elected employee, governor, elected employee, senator, elected employee, sheriff, elected employee. What's your governing authority? If you're going to submit to Romans 13, what is your governing authority? Uh, The United States Constitution is your governing authority. They're not allowed to tell you that you can't assemble. They're not allowed to tell you to wear a mask. They're not allowed to quell your free speech. They're not allowed to tell you you can't go to church because you have freedom of religion. That's the Constitution. That's your governing authority. That's what you submit to by submitting to your representative, to your county commission to wear a mask, to to not go to church, to social distance, to lockdown. You're the one who's violating Romans 13 because you're not submitting to your ruling authority. You're submitting to a voted-in employee. Wake up. You have the freedom to assemble, the freedom to speak. It's in the Bill of Rights, the First Amendment, the Fourth Amendment, the Fourteenth Amendment. Go home today or do it right now and actually read. That's your governing authority. Who does what? When somebody swears in, when the president swears in, a governor swears in, a sheriff's deputy swears in, A county commissioner swears in. What do they swear an oath to? To protect and defend what? Their position and their authority? No. The Constitution of the United States. That's what you follow. If you're you're submitting to somebody like a governor, which Phil Murphy, Andrew Cuomo, Janet Mills, Gretchen Whitmer, all these little totalitarians all over the world, all over our country right now, if that's who you're submitting to, you're violating Romans 13 because you're to submit to the constitution. That's your ruling authority. There you go. Arrest this week in Cape Coral, Florida for what? Not wearing a mask. Play the video for me. Let it be known. I'm being arrested because I refuse to wear a mask in the United States of America. I'm being arrested because I refuse to wear a mask in the United States of America. This is where we are, people. This is where we are. Hey, you bring it back to me. Just took place a few- I want to read this to you. This happened in Cape Coral, Florida. It was either yesterday or the day before. On the arrest in Cape Coral on those who refused to wear masks. Now, what happened? It was at the city commission meeting. This is interesting. What was the meeting about? The meeting was about if they should issue a mask mandate, which they ended up not doing. So they arrested people, here's the thing, for not wearing, for trying to get into the meeting, non-forcefully, just trying to walk into the meeting without a mask on, being blocked by cops. And again, you know, I try. I try to get on back on the cop, I mean, 25 years of cop right here. Just retired halfway through 2017. 25 years in a day, I was a police officer right here in Southwest Florida. I love the cops. However, cops, you can't arrest people for not wearing a mask. So anyway, these people are trying to get in to this meeting and they're arrested for not complying with an order that doesn't exist. They'll be like, you know, they were arrested for violating a government. There's there's like there's disruption of school function, disruption of government functions. You can arrest people for like if you go in and you're, you know, there's a basketball game at whatever high school and you go in and you disrupt it, you go run around the court disrupting that. It's a disruption of a school function. 
Okay, so you can be arrested for things like that. In order to do that, you'd have to actually do something to disrupt the meeting. They didn't do anything to disrupt the meeting. They were going to go in there and sit down and watch the meeting. That's it. They weren't going in there to disrupt the meeting. They were going in there without a mask, and there was no mask law, and there now isn't a mask law because they voted it down. Boy, is there a lawsuit coming for the Cape Coral Police Department. You arrested people in violation of their constitutional rights. What was the charge? Disorderly conduct for what? Not wearing a mask when there's no mask law? There wasn't even a mask law to be in that building. Our country is in big, big trouble. B-I-G, big, big trouble. Now see, masks are the big thing right now. And they should be. I I love the weak-kneed, spineless, conservative, Republican, Christian, spineless cowards. Now, it's no big deal. Somebody wants to have me wear a mask. So you're just good with a lie. You're good with abiding in bold-faced lies, right? You're good with saying that that masks actually do something. That's a bold-faced lie. Play the doctor for me. That the size of COVID-19 is between 60 and 140 nanometers. Sorry, nanomoles, okay? Not meters, nanomoles. And a cloth mask, a cloth mask can protect anything that is above 2,000 microns, microns, which the smaller the number, the smaller the vessel, right? The smaller the particle. 0.06 is a hell of a lot smaller than 2,000. Cloth masks do not block COVID-19. Handkerchiefs do not, do not mask COVID-19, they don't block that stuff. Cloth masks do not do that. They don't even block dust. Do you understand that? They don't even block dust. Let's go to your level one. This is the level one procedure mask that you see a lot of people wearing. You buy these for a couple bucks. I think they've sold $140 million of these so far, according to what I read this morning about masks to you and to other people in the community. So these are big money makers. It takes a lot to get $140 million of these things. Those level one masks block just a little bit more than a cloth uh, mask does, a cloth uh, handkerchief. They're 95%, listen to this, they're 95% effective in blocking three microns. Well, the coronavirus is 0.06 to 0.1. So let's just say, I'm giving you an example, let's just say that this is the size of, the, of the, the mask, the level one mask, these little blue guys here, the procedure mask that people wear, that's, that's three microns, point one, point one goes right through there. New England Journal of Medicine says, these masks are not designed or made for transmission of viral-like, flu-like particles, period. Right, back to me. They don't do that. There you go. And on and on he goes. He goes up the level of mass. Let me just tell you, unless you go high level N95, your mask is doing nothing. You advocating for people to wear a mask is lying. You wearing a mask is lying to people and lying to yourself. And just so you know, people are like, well, it's all about keeping things in. I'm not doing it so that I don't catch it. It's to keep things in. If it doesn't keep anything from coming in, it doesn't keep anything from going out, dum-dum. 
Let's all start thinking logically. Even if it violates you being right, you're not allowed, even though you can't be right anymore. You know what? You never were to begin with. If you strapped on a mask or if you social distance or you locked down, you advocated for your church being closed. You were never right to begin with. You might as well repent now. Just go ahead and take your medicine. Take the horse pill. You were wrong. Swallow it. You're wrong. Masks do nothing. Lockdowns do nothing. A virus is going to do what a virus does. You've got to get to herd immunity as quick as you can. That's the point. That's what you're supposed to do. All right, from Breitbart 7-9 from today. We're switching back and forth from lies. The lies of systemic racism. The lies of COVID. Breitbart 7-9, Nancy Pelosi Okay with destruction of Christopher Christopher Columbus statue in Baltimore, her own hometown. Quote, people will do what they do. Play the video for me. You bring it back to me. So people are actually okay with their country being that way. Quote, let me quote it again. People will do what they do. There's the Speaker of the House, Madam Speaker Nance Pelosi. That's, she's perfectly fine. And how about just the wanton destruction? That's either, that has to be at least a state, local, or whatever crime. They just destroyed something worth thousands of dollars. If you don't want the statue up, you go through the legal process. You get in people to vote for it to, ta- to be taken down, or you... You get a lawsuit and take it down. File a lawsuit and take it down. NYPD, this is from Matt Palumbo from Dan Bongino's website. NYPD retirement filing surge 400%. This country is in B-I-G, all caps, trouble. NYPD's retirements have gone up 400%. 400 in in the largest city in the country over almost 9 million people live there and there's retirements that means people there's i'll read you the article there's retirements are so there's so many people uh, putting in for retirement that they're backlogged they can't even retire you know what happened when i wanted to retire i retired let me read you the article According to the Washington Examiner, New York City Police Department officers are retiring at a pace the department can't keep up with, forcing filing limits to be implemented. The number of police officers filing retirement papers has surged in the weeks following the death of George Floyd on May 25th and has quadrupled in the past week. Big trouble. The surge has caused, there ain't no surge in COVID, here's your surge. The surge has caused a bottleneck, prompting some to delay filing, according to the New York Post. So some aren't even, they're, they're up 400%. They might be up five or 600% because some are just waiting for the bottleneck to clear. Then they're going to file. A total of 503 officers have reportedly filed for retirement between the day Floyd died and last Friday, July 3rd. At 70, a 75% increase, increase from this time last year. The amount of filings in the last week represents a 411% increase from last year, which has forced the department to limit filings. So they're only letting people 
at a certain pace spot, there's hundreds more waiting to retire. Wait till you hear the stats coming out of New York. And this is as de Blasio's trying to cut a billion dollars out of their budget. From Todd Starnes, 7-9. CNN's Don Lemon. This is who's speaking to the world. We need to remember this. This is who's speaking to the world. CNN is oftentimes, you could almost name any country, they are the only news from the United States that that country gets. It's CNN. Think about that. Don Lemon from CNN claims that Jesus Christ was not perfect while discussing racial issues with Chris Fredo Cuomo. Jesus Christ, quote, if that's who you believe in, Jesus Christ admittedly was not perfect when he was here on the earth, Lemon said. So you honestly, all of you very, very compliant, conservative Christian Republicans, this is who you're following. People like this. They're the ones telling you to strap on masks. They're the ones that are advocating for the Democratic Party. CNN, MSNBC, the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Tampa Tribune, anybody, almost any that you could name outside of things, people like Fox at Times, Washington Examiner, Washington Times. There are some New York Post that lean more conservative. But the mainstream media is nothing but a talking head for the Democratic Party. That's all that they are. The Democratic Party, who wants men in women's restrooms, who wants to butcher the unborn, who wants men to marry men, women to marry women, wants men in women's sports, and anything else you could name. Not only do they want abortions, they want abortions in the birth canal. They want abortions outside the birth canal. That's who the Democratic Party is. And whenever you strap a mask on or you believe in a hot spot or a surge of COVID, that's who you're believing. You're like, Tom, there are Republicans. They're just, they're, the Republicans who buy into it are one of a few things. They're either, either galactically uninformed, galactically ignorant, or galactically willfully ignorant, which is stupid. Or spineless cowards. Those are not good things to choose from. New Jersey will require face masks to be worn outdoors. Do you know that the transmission, basically no study has found that coronavirus hardly ever, hardly any study, basically zero, statistically zero studies have found that COVID floats around in the air. Well, no studies found out that it floats around in the air and attaches to people while they just walk alone outside. Zero. You're going to walk along the beach alone and you're worried about COVID? I mean, can we, what's, what's wrong with people? I, I just don't get it. I'm like, what happened to people? How, how did we, how did this country become so stupid from, I mean, I remember, I know some of you are going to think that I'm a girl right now. I remember sitting back, drinking eggnog, sipping eggnog and watching Hallmark movies in December and life was fine. And now freaking six months later the whole world is stupid how can you honestly believe that you're gonna walk down a beach alone or mountain biking alone and you're gonna catch covid from who from who from what driving around in your car alone with a mask on do you realize how stupid you look what happened to logic in this country Does anybody know? Send me. I don't know what happened. 
What happened to logic? So here we are in New Jersey, Phil Murphy, of course, totalitarian. And Phil Murphy and Cuomo have done the worst job of anybody. They're the only ones with anywhere close to a 1% post-infection death rate. They're the only ones even close to that in the whole country. New Jersey will require face masks to be worn outdoors, Murphy says. Matt face masks will be required outside under an order expected to be signed Wednesday, two days ago, well, yesterday, by Governor Phil Murphy. The announcement of the expected new mandate comes just a couple days after Murphy said there should be a national requirement for face covering, certainly when you're going out. <laughs> and again, if you caught it, if you caught it, what would happen? If you have no comorbidities, pre-existing conditions, most likely you'll never know you caught it. Was it like that with the bubonic plague? Was it like that with MERS? No. Like people have died. There's lots of false death counts. And yes, people have died. Between 30 and 90,000 people a year in the United States die of the flu. In Chicago this week, Fox News. From July 2nd to July 5th in Chicago, 87 people were shot. Hey, put up that picture of Phil Murphy for me. Let me get that covered. Here's Phil Murphy with his mask. I like to just make sure we always give everybody a little bit of visual representation of the goof sticks that are out there putting out their laws. There he is. So Chicago, from July 2nd to to 5th, so three days, 87 people were shot. Oh, Lori Lightfoot. Oh, what a great leader she is. She was really adamant about banning churches and arresting people for showing up at church assemblies. But look at the fabulous job this woman's doing. 87 people shot in three days. Three days. And I'll bet you she wants to defund the police too. 17 died in three days, including two children, a 14-year-old boy, and a seven-year-old girl. And was this, were any of these by white police officers? Hmm, don't think so. Where's the outrage? Uh, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me count it all up. Let me, how, how, many, how many stories were there on CNN about the seven-year-old girl, the 14-year-old boy? How, where's, where was, was, did Black Lives Matter go and burn down an auto zone there? Or how about a Wendy's? Let's burn down a Wendy's. Nah, nothing. Here's some good advice for everybody. Listen to this preacher. It's going on in South Union, in Third Wall, on Cullen and Martin Luther King. Every street that's named after Martin Luther King across America is riddled with crime and death in the name of a man who stood for nonviolence. The church has got to accept some responsibility because we in here singing and shouting on Sunday morning. Let's get out here and go tell that young black boy and that young black girl, we gonna teach you how to love yourself more than somebody taught you how to hate yourself. Pull your pants up. Take your nasty pajamas off when you get up in the morning to go outside. Wish I had somebody to help me. Act like you got good sense. Talk like somebody's raising you. A whole lot of our problems are self-inflicted. All right, back to me. You know what else they need to do? 
Stop voting for Democrats. How dare you say that, Tom? I'm saying it. I'm not worried about my tone. I'm not worried about impressing you with my tone. I'm not worried about talking you off a ledge with my tone. I'm not worried about talking you into anything with my tone. They need to stop vote. They need to stop worried about violence. What's the number one threat to a black life? Abortion. What's the second number? What's the, what's the number two threat to a black life? A black male from ages 20 to 20 to 30. That's the biggest threats to a black life. White police off black people die at a rate of 200 to 250 a year. Not 200 and 250,000. 200 flat. 200 to 250 a year die at the hands of the police nationwide. 600 white people die at the hands of, of the police every year. So out of 43 million black people, 200 to 250 a year die at the hands of the police. I don't know how many white people, but I, I know that you're thinking, well, blacks, don't make, blacks only make up 13% of the population, but they commit 50% of the violent crime. So they're going to have more interactions with the police. But still, that's the real statistics. 2019, nine unarmed black men were killed by the police. Twice the police were prosecuted for it. There you go. So if you really are worried about black lives, stop voting for Democrats that want to butcher you in the womb. Stop voting for Democrats like Margaret Sanger, whom Hillary Clinton sang her praises, sang Sangers in praises. Can't even get that out. Margaret Sanger, Democrat, wanted to exterminate the black population. Hillary Clinton, who got about 92% of the black vote, said she's just a marvelous human being. You want to you change things? Stop bringing in the Bidens and the Clintons and the Obamas into your churches. Try Republican for the next 50 years and watch and see how that works. The Republicans aren't the answer, but they certainly aren't the dark, nasty homicidal plague that the democratic party who who run, who kills what's the number one cause of death in new york city i'll put it to you this way there are more black babies butchered in abortion in new york city than are born fact keep voting in democrats they're killing all the black people people right now i guarantee you at least one idiot will send me that i'm a racist on here I'm the one trying to save your life. I don't want any of you aborted. You can say whatever you want. At least I'm for life. I remember having this conversation with a family member of mine who needs to grow a brain. Who was talking about the immigrant back in the immigration when that was the problem. Remember that was the problem with one of the major Trump problems that never was a problem until Trump was president. Separating children at the border. And I was like, you know what? I am for separating families at the border because a lot of those families aren't families. They're just mules bringing across kids as, as, as shields so they can get in the country. So I'm for separating families at the border. And we're like, how can you be that way? I'm for the children. No, you aren't. You would butcher that same kid in the womb a, year, a month before they were born. For me, at least every, if you go my way, everybody lives. I'll guarantee you the kid would rather be sitting in a cell than pulled out piece by piece out of his mother's womb, the Democratic Party way. I want to tell you, everybody, the media, it's a coordinated effort. Have you heard recently how 
now they once again they're coming after the Washington Redskins, right? And point of privilege here. I was. I'm not watching the NFL this year. If they do any of the garbage they're talking about, if there's knees, if there's black national anthems, any of that stuff, I'm out. Everybody's an American, black, white, Hispanic, green, blue. I don't care what color you are. You're an American. You stand for the national anthem. You look at the daggum flag and show it respect. I don't care what color you are. But it's a coordinated effort in the media. I'm going to show you this as an example. But here we go again. Everybody's after the Redskins name. It's so funny. All these libs, like New York Times, and different, different, New York, and different Democratic politicians, Trump does his speech at Mount Rushmore, right? Under stolen land, right? Okay. Stolen land from whatever tribe it was that was out there. We'll concede the point that it was stolen. I don't know the history, so I'll just concede for the sake of discussion that it was stolen. So if you're writing that from the New York Times, the New York Times is sitting on stolen land. Uh, Manhattan is stolen land. If you're writing it for the Washington Post, uh, he's a sl- Washington was a slave owner whom your newspaper is named after. So where's it going to ever end? Or does it only apply to Republicans? Dan Snyder's a Republican. Is that who it applies to? So it's a coordinated effort. Watch Dan Bongino again. It's, uh, the great Thomas Elliott, uh, you know, at Grabian, he does a great job. Here is a supercut of the media trying to create a new language right in front of your eyes. What do I mean? The media has now determined, Joe that the Washington Redskins shall forever be known as the Washington football team. And if anybody dares say the word Redskins, you will definitely be painted a racist from this point forward. Keep in mind, they made this decision with no public input. This happened yesterday. Here's a supercut. They have no longer the Redskins. The media has made a decision for you. Thankfully, these brilliant people in the media. Check this out. Let's talk about this story that does that, that seems to not be going the way Washington's football team. Well, let me start by saying I'm a Washingtonian, so I'm a lifelong fan of the Washington football team. Today, he leaned even further into the culture wars, criticizing the Washington football team, which we will not name. Tweeting about, you know, Bubba Wallace and, and the Washington football team. Pressure mounting for the Washington football team to change its name. Long past time for the Washington football team to change its name. There from is the, something that guy from the Washington across Post. the country, Allison. You look at the Washington football team. The Washington football team. Washington football team. Washington football team. The Washington football team. The Washington football team. Now we should say we reached out to the NFL, to Nike, to the Washington football team. I can't wait to sing... Hail to the whatever it is. About the Warriors. The exactly. There can be so, so many, many options. So many options. Yeah. The bullets are off the table. We, we do better when we know better. And in 2020, I think we all know that groups of people should not be mascots. There we go. Leave back to me. So I wrote, the, I wrote a little list here. So what's going to happen with the Cleveland Indians, the Florida State Seminoles? The Gator Chomp is already gone. You're not allowed to do that anymore. That's gone. Atlanta Braves, what's going to happen with them? All names with Washington in it. Washington Post, Washington Times, Washington Examiner, Washington, D.C., Washington State. What's going to happen? Going to have to be canceled, I guess. Uh, the, the, the Broadway spectacular that everybody feels like they've received some sort of revelatory knowledge when they go to. Hamilton, that has to be canceled because that goes back to slave ownership. Manhattan must be given back now. Go find whatever Indian tribe it was and give back Manhattan now. Lead the way. 
Lead the way, Democratic Party. Get out there and lead the way. Show us. Don't just talk it. Walk it. The New York Times real estate has to be surrendered immediately. That was swindled by Indians. Swindled from Indians, from the Dutch. I'll be waiting. I'll be waiting for this to happen. All right, switching topics again. This is a quote from Jonathan Shuttlesworth. He said, Pastors, why are you so mad about Governor Newsom mandating that you're not allowed to sing in church? You did the same thing when you closed your church doors. Correct. All these pastors right now are infuriated. We're not allowed to sing in church. Boo-hoo, boo-hoo. You gave into that four months ago. What are you crying about? And those of you who churches are reopened, don't be all adamant until you publicly repent and say you were wrong to begin with. Otherwise, you have no ground of righteousness to stand on. You're welcome. Get this. A U- from Breitbart 79 from today. A U.S. Army email sent after the 4th of July to its military and civilian members included a graphic. Now, this is the United States Army. Included a graphic, an email was sent, included a graphic claim saying the phrase, make America great again is evidence of white supremacy. This is an official email from the United States Army. The graphic listed other behaviors it deemed evidence of white supremacy, including celebration of Columbus Day. What is going on? We are in big trouble. Big, big trouble. Celebration of Columbus Day. White supremacy. Denial of white privilege. White supremacy. Talking about American exceptionalism. White supremacy. And saying there's only one human race. White supremacy. They actually put out this graphic. Look at this graphic. Things to think about. Overt white supremacy. I know you won't be able to make that out right now, but save the image and blow it up because I can't read it either. It's all right, guys. You don't have to. I don't need to read it. Put up the next picture of the soldiers being yelled at. There you go. There's our soldiers. And this is what they're being told in their emails. You can bring it back to me. The email invited all soldiers. This was not written from the New York Times. This is written. This is an official United States Army email sent out. The email invited all ALL, all soldiers and Department of Army civilian personnel to attend the United States Army's Operation Inclusion. Literally, I'm about to projectile vomit over what I'm reading. The United States Army? What is going on here? How will we ever fight another war? How will we ever stand up and defend this country when you're having an operation called Operation Inclusion? To attend Operation Inclusion seminars on July 8th and 9th at Redstone Arsenal Army Base in Alabama? Sweet home Alabama? What's going on here? Operation Inclusion in Sweet Home, Alabama from the United States Army? Leonard Skinner just rolled around in their graves. Ronnie Van Zandt, Sweet Home, Alabama. Operation Inclusion from the guy who's saying, give me back my bullets. The email was sent by Cheney P. Pickard from the United States Army Aviation and Missile Center using an official government email. Fact. 
Operation Inclusion. You know what you can include? Kissing my rear end. Garbage. Absolute garbage. Everybody like and share. Like and share. Like and share this video. Yes, you may join the LFC. It's, a, it's an official club. It's called the Lost Friends Club. You're going to join it. Join it. I've lost all kinds of friends. They ain't never coming back because they'd rather be galactically ignorant. They'd rather not admit they were wrong. They'd rather just say, well, we social distance to, uh, to keep everybody safe. We considered it the prudent thing to do. You're just, you're just so freak show wrong. It's unbelievable. Like and share this video right now. Share it. Lady Antebellum, remember them when they used to be a band? <laughs> they gone. Their name's gone. Remember? I've got a couple of their albums. They don't, th this is what they said. Lady Antebellum on why they changed their name. But we, were, but we are regretful and embarrassed to say that we did not take into account the associations that weigh down this word referring to antebellum, referring to the period of history before the Civil War, which includes slavery. We are deeply sorry for the hurt this has caused. I want you to name one time anybody was ever hurt by the name Lady Antebellum. Unless you're a dude wearing a skirt, that should have never hurt your feelings whatsoever. I, literally, let, can we please think logically? Should I wear a mask? Well, since the mask can protect you from a particle this big and coronavirus is this big, uh, no, that would be logic. So let's think logically here. When was the last time anybody walked up to you and said, excuse me, I'd like to talk about how much I've been damaged by the name Lady Antebellum and the band itself? Virtue signaling morons. We are deeply sorry for the hurt this has caused and for anyone who has felt unsafe, unsafe. <laughs> How would you ever feel unsafe? How would you ever feel unsafe from a name of a three-piece a three band country band named Lady Antebellum? Both guys in skinny jeans. How in the world would you ever feel unsafe? Neither man has one ounce of muscle on their entire body. And you feel unsafe? What Are these people reading how to be a galactically stupid Democrat? You, is, there a, is there a book out there? Please send it to me. Is there a book out there that, there, that, that you have to study that these people have studied on how to be stupid? Unsafe. Unseen. Uh, apologizing for anyone who has felt unsafe, unseen, or unvalued. Causing pain was never our heart's intention. They sound just like all the churches that have closed. Just like all the modern sermons that you pull off online, pastors. You know, Toy Story, Naked and Unafraid, Sand and Stars. All the other stupid ones you, that you pull off the internet because you're not creative enough to actually create your own sermons. Just get them off the old ARC website. Causing pain was never our hearts. And that sounds like a swarmy little pastor's statement. It was never my heart's intent to cause anybody any pain. Idiot. From Life News 6-1. Joe Biden supports abortion up to birth forcing Amer and forcing Americans to fund abortions. For, so for those who think 
still ignorantly, that Joe Biden is a moderate? Nah. Joe Biden's official campaign site includes the following on his list of priorities in his 2020 campaign. Working to codify Roe v. Wade, supporting the repeal of the Hyde Amendment, which is what? You repeat, repeal the Hyde Amendment. Now the government can force you to pay for abortions via your taxes. Restoring federal funding for Planned Parenthood. Trump's cut about $600 million off their budget. He wants to put it right back in. That way he can kill more whites and blacks and Hispanics and Asians in the womb up to one to two million a year in the country of the United States and 42 million worldwide. But the greatest threat is a white police officer. Lies, but they get you to believe them. What they do, again, is they take something that is a very small death percentage, COVID and systemic racism in law enforcement, lie about it, package it, repackage it, send out that it's a major cause of death, that at any moment, a white police officer is going to come up and kill you. At any second, if, you, if someone, if a molecule of somebody's spit lands on you, you're dead from COVID, even though there's 99.9% survival rate. They package it like you're going to die from these things and then sell you socialism. That's what happens every time. People are like, well, it's not the same as, as Mao and Hitler and Stalin and Lenin. Didn't happen that way. They use whatever vehicle's necessary. Do you know that Stalin and Hitler were both hip, hipster artists? That's what they both were. Stalin was too. They ended up being the biggest mass killers in history. Stalin's killings dwarf Hitler's. Well, they were the two, two of the biggest, if not the two biggest mass butcherers in history are both hipster artists that sold people a program. It doesn't matter what the program is if the end result's the same. Socialism, that's what they want to do. Mass control. Or you could just say mask control. Laugh Factory to unveil Black Lives Matter mural believed to be largest in America. Here's their advertisement. The Laugh Factory will unveil a 148-foot-long mural of the, um, this is my words, of the Marxist, of a tribute to the Marxist organization, Black Lives Matter. All their founders are avowed and trained Marxists. It's not about black lives. The mural is across the street from the comedy club is believed to be the largest mural in the country. Fantastic. Here's some good news. South Dakota, this is from the Age of Autism website, South Dakota considers first state bill to outlaw all vaccine and medical mandates. Good job, Governor. A growing number of legislators in South Dakota believe you do. They have introduced a bill to not only end vaccine mandates in the state, but all future medical mandates that, that may be introduced in generations to come. Maybe we all just need to move to South Dakota. It may just have to happen. I ain't wearing no mask. I certainly have never taken any stupid vaccine. Well, we'll force you to. You bring that on. Lee Zeldin calls for the removal of Bill de Blasio. Let's look at this. Let's look at how New York is right now. Play that video for me. Here it is. Let's go see the Statue of Liberty today. Let's get a bus tour and go around the city. Kill him, motherfucker. Come on. Hey! Police! 
Why is nobody helping this man? Look at our country. What do happens to this woman? Defund the police, Bill. Defund the police, DeVazio. Yeah, she's putting on the shoes, steal the shoes. There you go. There's the only man in the whole room right there. All right, bring it back to me. There it is, New York City. Wait till you hear the statistics that I give you later of what's going on in that city. But Lee Zeldin is calling for his removal. He said Mayor de Blasio is destroying our great city from the inside out. Zeldin, who represents the state's first congressional district, tweeted, New York City will not make it through the remainder of his term. He is correct. That city, when I said that our country is in B.I.G. trouble, that, that New York City is in way bigger trouble. Way bigger. With probably the dumbest human being on the planet as the mayor. He really is. New York City will not make it through the remainder of his term. He needs to be immediately removed from office to save the city and protect the people who live there. New York City has seen a recent surge, listen to this, in violence following the city council's vote last week that included $837 million in budget cuts and funding reallocations involving the NYPD. The vote occurred after de Blasio pledged to cut the NYPD's funding following mass protests against, against police violence in the city. Yeah, good job. You have one horrible officer in Minneapolis, and you're going to defund the biggest police force in the nation? Listen to these stats. From the beginning of the year through Saturday, there were 530 shootings in New York City. There were 350 shootings during the same time last year. Last year, police said. That, that's an uptick of 220. 220. And that's during what? What was going on in New York the last four months? Everybody locked inside, and they still uptick 200 shootings. There haven't, there haven't been this many shootings in New York City since 1996. In my home state of New York, New York City has seen a 79% increase, 79% increase in murders, 64% increase in shootings, 34% increase in burglaries. Despite this, the New York City Council is buckling under these radical mobs, Zeldin wrote has proposed cutting the New York Police Department budget by $1 billion. Ahead of these cuts, the wheels are already coming off. This past Monday, listen to this stuff, listen to this. This past Monday, the, the NYPD's plainclothes anti-crime units, which were focused on fighting violent crimes, which you just saw, were dismantled. They gone, gone. Anti-crime units, all, all, A-L-L, all anti-crime units in New York City, they gone. And in just a few days since their eliminations, shootings have surged to over double the number that took place in the same week last year. A 130% increase. But do you want to defund the police? Not to mention de Blasio, this is all my writing now, not to mention de Blasio releasing hundreds of people from Rikers Island because of the COVID threat, including many violent offenders. 
Not to mention his idiotically, galactically stupid bail reform, which simply is a turnstile for violent offenders to be arrested and released back into society, which has already cost them numerous murders. Who's running? Who's running these places? What's the matter with you? It's, it's, it's true. How do you how do you live at that level of stupidity? There's nothing else to call it, folks. You're, you're like, Tom, you're a pastor of a church. You shouldn't say that. Yes, I should. Stupid is stupid. As a Christian, you need to be honest. Is that stupid? Well, I have to call it stupid then. Here we go. Listen to this. Speak just on the same note. Joey Biden, Democratic presidential candidate for the Democratic Party. Biden says police have become the enemy and calls for defunding the police. Get that Biden video ready for me, would you? I'll see you anywhere in the ballpark. Assigned to the police and oh, there we go. Got it. Thank you. For police into social services, mental health counseling, and affordable housing. So, for example, instead of sending two police we officers go. with deadly weapons to that Wendy's drive through in Atlanta, we could have sent a wellness counselor and a tow truck. And then Ray's Mark Brooks would still be alive today. Did everybody just hear that? I want to make sure nobody misses it because sometimes this video runs about a minute. I don't want you to miss the first part. Did everybody hear what that man just advocated? That instead of sending the police to the Brooks incident in Atlanta, Garrett Roth right there on the video, that's the officer who's been arrested for first-degree murder. Just flip over and put him on there. I want everyone to see Roth. You just flip over the video. Flip it over to, to that Wendy's no, yeah, drive. Freeze it right there. No, flip, rewind it a little bit. There you go. Freeze it right there. Good. I want everybody to see it. That's the man. His name is Garrett Rolf, police officer for Atlanta. Atlanta PD. Leave it right there. Let's leave it. I want everyone to see it. He's been arrested for first degree murder. The death penalty is in play for what happened with him. And what's Brooks' first name again, Aaron? Armand, 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 I can't remember his name, but find out his first name. But the defendant's name is Brooks. But the, but the officer's been arrested. Make sure that I'm back on the screen. Am I back on? Sorry, we're having a little video. Okay. You just put me back on. Rashad Brooks, there you go. Thank you. Put me back on. Sometime tonight. <laughs> I'm asking them to do a lot. It's my fault. But. You understand that officer's life is now on the line. And what that guy just said is that what should have been sent to the scene. Now, remember what happened. Rashad Brooks fell asleep in the drive-thru lane. Did the cops show up on their own? No. Who called them? The manager for Wendy's called them because they have a drunk man passed out in their drive-thru lane. So, citizen, what are you going to do? You're going to go up and fix it? As a cop for 25 years, I've dealt with tons of those situations. So what do you do? Well, according to this guy, you send a social worker and a tow truck, tow truck driver. Well, let me ask you this. So no more DUI enforcement then? So what if this guy doesn't cooperate with the tow truck driver or the social worker? Then what do you do? You let him drive off and then go mow over a couple kids because he's three sheets to the wind driving down the road? Or do you just eat no more DUI enforcement? Do, you, do people even think cognitively? It's obvious that you've never responded. I know that that man's handicapped. I know that he has a lot of trouble. And I feel bad for him. I'm just saying. Does anybody think cognitively? What are you going to do? 
Somebody's going to have to show up and deal with the DUI passed out in the drive-thru lane of a Wendy's. Well, poor Garrett Roth, it was him, and now his life's on the freaking line. Play the video for me. Weapons to that Wendy's drive-thru in Atlanta. We could have sent a wellness counselor and a tow truck, and then Ray's Hard Brooks would still be alive today. And his three daughters would still have their daddy. Are you open to that kind of reform? Yes, I propose that kind of reform. We need significantly more help. That's why I call for significant increase in funding for mental health clinics and mental health providers. We are desperately in need of that now. One of the things I've been pushing for in our administration, we put together the ability and a bill that I wrote to make sure that we can look at pattern and practice of police departments, go in and get all the records and find out what they're doing. That's why we're able to stop the stop and frisk in Camden, the stop and frisk in New York City and the rest, where the federal government has the right to go in and, and change systemically what's going on. Oh, yeah. Back There's a whole range of things. Oh, yeah. The federal government coming in. That's always the answer. But did you hear what he said? All the different things that he wants to eliminate, stop and frisk, which was, I guess he, in some cases he eliminated. No knock warrants. So you just, you just, now you have to knock no matter what. Somebody's on the other side of the door, the sawed off shotgun at face level, but you want to knock on the door, right? Never answered a police call in your life. This is why we have men sitting in federal military prisons right now for rules of engagement violations under the Biden Obama administration because those two idiots have never done anything in their life but sit and have meetings about scheduling other meetings that's all they've ever done Barack Obama was a community organizer Biden has been in Washington for four plus decades they've never done anything of substance in their entire life they have no idea what they're talking about did you hear that man say say if, if if you would have sent a mental health counselor and a tow truck that man would still be alive how simplistic how elementary how juvenile is that thinking that biden hops right on board with so if a dui some a dui violator ran over one of his kids or grandkids i guess you just go well you know what he didn't want to cooperate with the social worker. He didn't want to cooperate with the tow truck driver. So we just said, see you later. Big, big trouble. This country is in big, big trouble. Cops are getting out of Dodge. You saw what's happening in New York. I want to see Atlanta stats. Like and share this video. Come on, hit the share button right now. Like and share this video. Speaking of disasters, this is an interesting thing. I need Mark Levin ready to go, guys. Here's an interesting video uh, that Mark Levin did. And he, was at, he went out there and is represented probably from Blaze TV. He goes out and interviews students. Take a, look at, take a look at this video. Some parents who pay tuition, all of us who subsidize uh, public universities and colleges. Let's take a look at some of what we're paying for. This is campus reform. Go. So with the 4th of July coming up, we're going to ask a couple questions. My first question for you guys is, what does the 4th of July commemorate? <laughs> the day we uh, declared independence from Great Britain. Basically America's birthday, right? I think independence. What year did we declare our independence? I'm going to be real with you. I don't know. 1967, I'll say. Close, a little off. I don't know, 1859. <laughs> 
1964. I'm going to give you a try. What do you think? What year did we get our independence? 1970-something, 74, something like that. 1979? Like the 1800s. 1864? Shut up. Yes, like, Shut like 18. 19. Is like, farther no, back? Like, like it's further back. From the 1800s? Oh, shit. 1777? It's super close. 76, 76. So we're actually very two interesting this people is... to talk to. We're teachers. Okay. <laughs> so I was a seventh grade civics uh, teacher. These are teachers. Teacher, and she is an elementary school teacher, fourth grade, second grade elementary school teacher. What year did we get our independence? <laughs> 17-something. Who did we get our independence right, from? What country? I don't know. I don't know this question. The United States? Get, get the next one ready because the next one's a real, real, a real interesting one. But did you hear that at the end? I think, I, I think my second video actually focuses on the teachers. A teacher, seventh grade teacher, had no idea what year the United States declared their independence, our independence. Did you hear all those students? How, how do you, in the world, most, most if not all of those students were late high school to early college age? And how many of them even knew what the 4th of July was? The video goes on and asks, whom did we declare our independence from? It goes on and asks, you know what most of them said? We declared our, our independence from America. That's, what, that's the answer that most of them gave. We, de we declared our independence from ourselves. What? I mean, th this is where we're at right now. This, th this stuff is no longer even being taught. Look at, see that American flag? That's not being taught anywhere. It's not, it's not happening. Play the second video for me. Teaching children, social studies, that's not in our curriculum. Teaching them things about how to be an anti-racist. Instead of teaching those same three famous black people that we continue to teach, I taught them about protesting. I taught them about Black Lives Matter. I taught them about things that are happening currently so that These they could the make teachers. those connections. And when they see it on the news, they're informed. They're not ignoring the facts of our world right now. They're facts that we're actually a racist country. There you go. Instead of teaching them history, she's teaching them that America is a racist country. She's a seventh grade teacher. At a, I'm sure at a public school. That's what we're paying for. We're paying for our own demise. This is what's really happening. Listen, parents, I homeschooled ours. I wouldn't send my kid to a public school. Listen, I've got friends. My parents are both teachers. I went to public school. I can just flat out tell you, I wouldn't send my kids within 100 miles of a public school. That's what's going on. You ask any teacher. I've got a buddy of mine watching this right now, I think, who's a public school teacher. And I love him. Great guy. <laughs> and he's a conservative. But I, he's one of very few. If you go, I remember they did a survey in Sarasota County. And it was like 90-something percent of the teachers voted for the Democratic Party. This is what's happening. They've won over education and they've, run o they've won over media and we just play along as if nothing's going on. They are indoctrinating your children. Absolutely indoctrinating. I don't have the study with me right now, but it, there's a study that's out that shows the percentage of students who love America when they leave high school versus those who love America when they leave college. It goes from like 87 to 24%. Listen to this. City of New York. Remember, remember the video I just played you with the woman stealing the guy's shoes and beating the tar out of people on the street. But here's how the city of New York is responding to their 205% increase in shootings. This is, a, this is their response. 
City of New York paints Black Lives Matter mural outside Trump Tower. Play the video. Let's get to breaking news just in here. Mayor de Blasio plans to move forward with the delayed painting of a Black Lives Matter mural there on Fifth Avenue right in front of Trump Tower tomorrow. City sources say the plan is to start painting that mural around 7 a.m. with the mayor taking part midday. Now, last week, the city had abruptly canceled that plan after community groups and activists complained that they hadn't been consulted about it. While others raised questions about using city Department of Transportation resources for this. Nearly two dozen police officers on overtime were standing for hours amid the sudden cancellation. No official statement yet from City Hall. So let me read you the stats again. Compared to last year, shootings in New York were up 205%. From June 15th to July 2nd, after the NYBD disbanded their anti-crime unit, a group of 600 officers tasked with preventing street crime, by the end of June, robberies were up 32%, car theft 61%, shootings 205%, and burglaries 18%. But the city of New York, and luckily, Bill de Blasio is going to participate later in the afternoon, is going to paint a mural of Black Lives Matter in front of the president's residence. Oh, just a brilliant response to your major surge, not a corona surge, a crime surge in New York City. That's your response is go paint a mural in front of Trump Tower on the street. What a bunch of galactic Democratic Party morons. Go ahead, listen. Join the LFC Lost Friends Club. Share right now. Share this video. Get the word out. Our nation's largest city is responding to one of the largest crime surges in the history of America by painting murals. Murals. City workers began closing the street on Thursday. Oh, yeah, don't, don't worry about crime. Close the street on Thursday morning. And Mayor Bill de Blasio is expected to take part in the mural sometime Thursday afternoon. Today, Billy de Blasio is out there painting a mural. Here's, here's a great story. Right out of the illustrious Chaz Chomp city of Seattle, run by one of the dumbest people on the planet, Jenny Durkin. Seattle trains white employees to recognize their complaint. Here's the thing. Nine city blocks were taken over as Chaz Chop just got, they cleared it out. Why? Because Black Lives Matter showed up at the mayor's. She was fine with two black men being murdered inside of Chaz Chop, right? Fine with it. No problem. No problem whatsoever. Had no problem with six to nine square blocks, depending on who you talk to, of her city being taken over by force with armed guards walking around through the cities. No 911 response, no police protection, multiple rapes, several now homicides, no problem whatsoever. But lo and behold, Black Lives Matter shows up at her house to protest because you're chickens, all you elitist. I don't care what color you are. If you're rich and Democrat, they're coming for you too. You might be last, but eventually, you know what? The alligator stays hungry. The alligator got to eat. Eventually, you're going to run out of people to feed them. And the alligator comes for you, Jenny Durkin. You're a rich elitist too. Barack Obama, LeBron James, Don Lamont. They'll come for you too, Chris Cuomo. Yeah, they may come for us first. You know who, who survived out of 
out of Stalin's close circle of people that ushered in his totalitarian leadership? Guess who survived? Let me add him up for you. I want to a zero. He killed them all. Don't worry, you'll be all right, though. They'll never come for you because you're a rich black elitist. Don't worry, you're a rich Democratic Party white elitist. They'll never come for you. Jenny Durkin found out the hard way. Uh, They do. Eventually, they run out of chubby white preachers like me to feed to the alligator. Eventually, they're going to come for you, too. Because there's always got... Listen, the hangman's noose knows no bounds. You can never fill that. You can never fill that debt. The hangman's got to hang somebody, and you can only keep yourself out of the noose for so long. Seattle trains white employees to recognize their complicity in in the system of white supremacy. This is posted by Legal Insurrection. We'll examine our complicity in the system of white supremacy and begin to cultivate practices that enable us to show up more fully as allies and accomplices for racial justice, read the whites only email invite. This was sent only to white people. That's racism. You idiots. If you're, if you're focusing on race, you are a racist. Even if you say, I love whites or I love blacks, you're a racist. If you focus on race, positive or negative, you're a racist. You are. They send this only, how did they disseminate that? Oh, hey, 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 Bill. Hey, who do we send this email to? Uh, oh, oh, you want me to send it to Johnson? Hey, is Johnson white? Well, I don't know. Uh, he he kind of got brown last summer. He was out in the sun. How, is he white or black? Because I don't know who to send it to. Racist. This is racism. Look at, show, show him the graphic. This was sent to all white employees. White people keep the system going. System co-ops us through socialization, ego, and IRS to cause harm to people of color and each other. IRS mindset and behaviors justify why we are superior and have been wronged by people of color. Do you hear? Do you see that? How is a black person not insulted by a white person just claiming that they're superior? Our anger, self-righteousness, and defensiveness mask fear, shame, and guilt. I have no fear, shame, or guilt for the harm of our actions. What actions? What actions have you done to harm any black people? We show up small and inauthentic, unable to see opportunities to contribute as allies and accomplishments, uh, accomplices. We are unable to imagine a way forward that comes from a place of humanity. I can barely get these words out. An empowerment status quo reinforced. You can bring it back to me. I don't even know how to talk like a liberal. I don't even know how to talk in that level of stupidity. I don't even, I don't, and by the way, just, I want to reiterate this to you. If you strapped on a face diaper, these are the people you're following. I don't care how many weak kneed spineless Republicans have followed too. These are the people putting out the statewide now want to put out the nationwide mask, mask mandates. These, this is the mindset that masks are birthed out of, and you're wanting to wear one. Because you want to protect yourself or you want to protect others. You're lying to yourself. These are the people. The city of Seattle. Diversity trainers. Diversity trainers. That sounds like contact tracer. Who's a diversity trainer? What, what kind of simpleton idiot would that have to be? Hey, hey, what do you want to do with your life? Well, you know, I want to be a diversity trainer. You don't want to be a professional football player, a cop, a fireman, a, an attorney, a doctor, neurosurgeon. 
Nah, I want to be a diversity trainer. The city of Seattle diversity trainers encourages white employees to practice self-talk. <laughs> Take your self-talk and shove it right up your caboose. Self-talk that affirms their complicity to racism. <laughs> what? This is the city of Seattle. They want employees to talk to themselves and say that they're racist. I'm a racist. I'm a racist. I'm a supremacist. I'm a racist. What? You either are or you aren't. I myself am not going to tell myself I am when I'm not. They're complicity in racism. Work on undoing your own whiteness. <laughs> so you're supposed to self-talk that affirms their complicity in racism and work on, quote, this is from their email, undoing your own whiteness. No, thank you. I'm good. Christopher Rufo tweeted out, public figure on Twitter, tweeted out, the trainers ask white employees to let go and comfort guaranteed physical safety, control over the land, social status, and relationships with some other white people. So you're to let go of comfort. No more comfort for you, whitey. Guaranteed physical safety, not for you, white person. Control over the land, no control whatsoever, white person. Social status, now again, lead the way. All you liberal democratic people who want me to uh, speak to myself about my, white, my whiteness, make sure that you lead the way in letting go of your social status. Jenny Durkin, mayor of Seattle, resign because you are to let go of your social status immediately. And you're to let go of relationships with some other white people. So you have to not only, you have to disseminate. So you have to go out there and say, I'm going to be friends with this white person, but not that white person. It's all racism, folks, one way or the other. In case some people are wondering, I'm going to get his name right. Christopher Rufo continues on, in tweeting numerous tweets. In case some people are wondering if they're really white, they pass out a data sheet called assimilation into whiteness. This is all facts, folks. Please pull it out for yourself. Pull it up. It's just pull up city of Seattle. It's right there. It's not me making this up. I'm not some radical right winger just making this up. This is all fact. Assimilation to whiteness. Are you Arab, Jewish, Finnish, German, Italian, Armenian, or Irish descent? You're definitely white. No getting out of this. How do you know when you're successfully, when you've success, successfully interrupted your whiteness? When you implicate yourself in racism? When other white people may be angry when you have stopped your white normative behavior? No, thank you. Portland police. This is, I'm telling you, bad shape. We are in bad shape. Portland police from PJ Media. Yeah, put up that picture first. That'll warm everybody up for the story. There's a picture straight out of Portland. How would you like to live there? That's all condoned by the Democratic leadership of the state of Oregon and the mayor of Portland. They're fine with that. You're just, you're just expressing yourself. Portland police send scorching, no confidence message to City Hall. Stop defending Antifa, they say. The Portland, Oregon police union leader is accusing city and state leaders of defending Antifa and other violent protesters and utterly failing to keep law-abiding citizens in Portland safe. 
Absolutely correct. This is what everybody has to do. When they tell you to wear a mask, you look them in the face and you tell them, shove your mask up your rear end. That's what you do. Nah, not doing it. People come up to you in the store and accuse you of being a killer because you're not wearing a mask. Look them in the eye and say, listen, baby butcherer, I'm nowhere near a killer. You're the one voting in homicide every year, not me, Democratic Party. And if you're a Republican who's wearing a mask, you're just stupid. I don't know why. Here's an interesting story. I'm going to try to kind of keep it short. A hundred plus, I think it was 143, somewhere in that. Liberal writers, J.K. Rowling included in this, actually, they wrote a letter. They put out a message about being anti-cancel culture. You know why? Because it's come for them. Eventually, there's no more Republicans to cancel. They get, Listen, if they throw us all off Facebook, throw us all off YouTube. They're, first of all, YouTube will go bankrupt. Facebook will go bankrupt. Because at least half the people on Facebook are conservative. At least half the people watching and or using YouTube are conservative. So you'll go bankrupt and that's fine. Other platforms will arise. Parlor, get on parlor, get on parlor, get on parlor. Not get on par, get on parlor. This is why they're writing it. They wrote, the free exchange of information and ideas. This is 100, and I think it's 143 leftists. Writers, producers, Hollywoodites, people like that. The free exchange of information and ideas, the lifeblood of liberal society is daily becoming constricted. While we have come to expect this, this on the radical right. Why? We never, whoever tries to constrict things on the radical right. I've never tried to cancel anybody for anything. You can write whatever you want. If you go on here today and call me, what was Joe Biden's thing? Dog face pony soldier. Whatever, put it on there. I don't care. I'm never going to try to cancel you. You can call me much worse than that. I'm a pastor. You can go ahead and write an F-bomb tirade on here. I won't try to cancel you. I won't complain to Facebook about you. I'll just delete you. I'll just block you. You know why? Because I'm a 51-year-old adult. That's what you do. You don't, call, you don't need to call Mark Zuckerberg and have me thrown off of Facebook. You grow, listen, you just grow a little bit of courage Stand up for yourself and become an adult. But see, it's coming back to them now because they are starting to get canceled themselves. And this is, I'm stealing this from Dan Bongino. Bongino says, it's time for us to play by new rules. Remember the girl who put out the video that she was going to stab somebody, whatever the, whatever her reasons were. I can't remember what they were, but see, the, the liberal is going to, oh, the, anybody who says all lives matter, she's going to stab them, watch them bleed to death. Remember her? Well, people called in. She doesn't know who they are. She said they're Trump supporters. Let's just assume they are. The conservatives called up and had her fired from her job or, and, and had her, you know, whatever happened on Facebook, put it all out. Well, here's the deal. First of all, she said she was fired from her job. And now it's come out that she never had the job she said she was fired from. That's all come out now. Because, you see, it comes back for the liberals, too. You got to feed the gator. The gator's always hungry. Eventually, you run out of chubby pastors, right-wing pastors, to feed them. So you got to find the less righteous leftist to feed the gator. Eventually, you run out of perpetrators. There's so many victims, but there's only so many perpetrators. And to espouse your virtue in being a victim, you've got to find a perp. Eventually, the perps are already fed to the gator. So you're going to have to turn on your own fellow victims. 
and start feeding them to the gator. And these writers are getting this. They continue. While we have come to expect that of the radical right, censorial, I can't even get what that word, censoriousness, I don't know what that is, is also spreading, censorship is also spreading more widely in our culture. An intolerance of, of opposing views, a vogue for public shaming and ostracism, and a tendency to dissolve complex policy issues in a blinding moral certainty. Correct. That's exactly what is happening. Just like the ignoramus said, you know what, what should have happened with Richard Brooks? We should have sent a social worker and a tow truck. That's a simple, what did, how did they put it? In a tendency to dissolve complex policy issues and a blinding moral certainty. So your answer to the DUI problem is to send a tow truck and a social worker. See, it's happening to them now. They're coming for them. You're not liberal enough. It's coming for Facebook. Numerous corporations right now are boycotting Facebook. They're not conservative corporations. They're liberal corporations because Facebook's not doing enough to get people like me off the air. It comes for them eventually. Let me show you this. This is really interesting. This is a video from CNN. The guy that's on here, I can't remember his name, Mark something, is the famous guy with the AR with him and his wife out in front of the mansion, right? I'll show you the video in a second. You need to know something before you watch it. He's a liberal Democrat. Did you know that? And supports Black Lives Matter. Look what happens to him on CNN. Play it for me. We're now joined by Mark McCloskey. He is the St. Louis homeowner we told you about uh, in that video that's all over social media. He and his wife uh, holding guns, uh, keeping protesters away, uh, in their opinion, from their home on a private street. He is an attorney, and the couple also has outside counsel who joins us now, Albert Watkins. Thank you both for joining me. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, Counselor uh, and Mr. McCloskey slash counselor, uh, we can talk about uh, the legal rights and the facts. Um, I want to talk about not having a right, but whether or not something is right first, which is how do you feel about becoming the face of political resistance to the Black Lives Matter movement? First of all, that's a completely uh, ridiculous statement. I'm not the face of anything opposing the Black Lives Matter movement. I was a person scared for my life who was protecting my wife my home, my hearth, my livelihood. I was a victim of a mob that came through the gate. I didn't care what color they were. I didn't care what their motivation was. I was frightened, I was assaulted, and I was in imminent fear that they would run me over, kill me, burn my house. And you have to have this in the context of St. Louis, where on June the 2nd of this year, I watched the city burn. I watched the 7-Eleven get smashed in, looted, and burned for 40 minutes on live television with nobody showing up to do anything. And I realized at that time we were on our own. When bad things happen, they unpredictably turn really bad, real fast. That same night, retired St. Louis Police Captain David Dorn was murdered. These things get very bad very quickly. And when those people came through the gate, when it was a mob, I didn't take the time to see their their birth certificates or anything else. I was defending my, my house, my life, my wife, and what I've spent 32 years building there. I understand what you say your rationale was. Uh, to be clear, did anything happen to you or your property? Did anything happen to you? Yeah, my, 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 my... See what happens? He's a Democrat. 
Black Lives Matter supporter. He's an attorney. I believe that I heard him in an interview before this say that he has spent his life defending people like the ones that were coming up to his house. So he was probably, first of all, we know he's a Democrat. We know he's a supporter of Black Lives Matter. They put that out as a, as, on a public statement. So look what happens as a Democrat. They got to feed the gator. So you go on to CNN and you get attacked by another, he, by another Democrat, Chris Fredo Cuomo. He gets attacked by him, says that he's now the face of people who are anti-Black Lives Matter. Whoever said that this guy was that? I've never heard anybody say that from the right side. I've never said that he was the face of anything. I've never heard him say, I've never heard anybody say that he was the face of anything having to do with the right side of Black Lives Matter. Never. I've never heard any of that. But yet he goes on the show and gets eviscerated by Chris Cuomo. He himself, a Democrat, gets eviscerated by a Democrat. Because listen, the victim's got to have a perp. And if they don't have one that's a Republican, they'll find one that's a Democrat. LeBron James, eventually they're going to come for you because you're a rich elitist. Doesn't matter how much money you give them. Doesn't matter. You see what? Your chickens will come home to roost. Be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever a man sows. That will he also reap. If you sow to liberalism, liberalism will come and bite you in the rear end. It will come for you. Think all the people that were supporting Stalin, that were supporting Mao, how did that work out for them? Years of starving people to death, the years of absolute abject poverty. Here's another, here's another real just awesome leader we have going on right now in the United States of America, Ilhan Omar, who, who came here, was granted entry into the United States, wanted to come to the United States. If she wanted to stay where she's from, and, and that's what and those are her that's her belief system, which is third world. Then why didn't she just stay there? I don't care. Call me whatever you want. Just stay there. I don't care whether you're white, black, or whatever you are. Stay where you're at. If you like third world, live third world. But here's here's her latest statement, or one of her latest statements of complete ignorance. Play that for me. Mary Cordish Boldin, um, Hamid Noor, who's also with us. Um, and, and everyone who has been doing everything that they can to make sure uh, that the George Floyd's death does not go in vain. Right now in Congress, the Senate is sitting on a comprehensive bill to transform criminal justice and the policing system. All along with the Congressional Black Caucus, I helped lead the George Floyd Justice in Policing Act. And because of Mitch McConnell and Donald Yeah, go from, uh, sorry, 118. Start at 118. Good. Not yeah. only to be stonewalled by Republicans who would rather skip town than protect black lives. But we can't stop at criminal justice reform. Listen now, here it comes. policing reform for that matter. We are not merely fighting to tear down the systems of oppression in the criminal justice system. We are fighting to tear down systems of oppression that exist in housing, in education, in healthcare, in employment, in the air we breathe. In America. <laughs> so our air that we breathe is oppressed. She wants everything. Housing, police, all the oppression. She wants it all taken care of. I guess 
by the Democratic Party, the formers of the Ku Klux Klan, right? The, de- the Democrats who have never, ever, ever voted on the side of black people ever in history. And they say they do now, but no, all they do is fund their homicide. That's all. I mean, look at the cities. Look at the cities. Philadelphia, New York, Chicago. They're all absolute homicide zones. All run for decades, decades by liberal, democratic, white and black politicians. And they're absolute killing fields for black people. And I guess black people don't think it's in any way on purpose. I mean, they advocate for your absolute genocide for decades now since Roe v. Wade. The number one cause of death in the black community is Planned Parenthood and abortion from the Democratic Party, and you don't catch on to any of that? And there you have Ilan Omar. You know what she needs to do is marry another one of her brothers, maybe get the other nostril pierced, and move back to where she came from. Black Lives Matter is a fraud. Absolute fraud. I want you to listen to this about minute-long video from Michael Knowles. Play that for me, guys. But people on the streets get it. You know, there was a, a guy who was in Atlanta. Atlanta was the hub of some of the worst violence over the weekend. And a bunch of Black Lives Matter supporters were holding hands and performing their, their political rituals about the importance of Black Lives Matter and the radical social movement and how we've got to overthrow the system and blah, blah, blah. And this guy was off to the side. The cameras were not on him. And he said, hey, wait a second. You people are all frauds. Take a listen. I don't know who committed this crime, but believe me, once we find out, this person will be brought to justice. Are you getting a sense of justice police officer police. gunning down three blacks and injuring four. Wilson High School will be set on fire, and every black leader, every community leader will be up here. Black Lives Matter, hands up. Blacks are murdering blacks every 32 hours since June. I've been in this town all my life. I'm 56 years old. I am afraid of being shot and gunned down by a black. Again, if this was a white police officer shooting and killing three blacks, people would be out here, the school would be on fire, people would be coming forward saying, I saw this white police officer. But because it's black on black crime, it is socially acceptable for blacks not to talk to the police. It is appalling. And every 32 hours since June, blacks have been murdering blacks. And y'all guys got to do a better job. Simple question. There's the truth. You know, the truth is what the truth is. If it offends you, guess what? Still the truth. If you're wearing a mask, it doesn't do anything. That's the truth. If you abided in the lockdown and quarantined yourself, you were completely wrong. If you shut your church down or you're no longer attending church or you're afraid of COVID-19, you're completely wrong. If you believe in systemic racism and law enforcement, the FBI UCR statistics say that you are completely and totally wrong. Sorry. You know, the best thing you need to do in life is just listen. When I get proven wrong, I just go, you know what? I stop right there and I go, you know what? Even when I'm just so sad that I've been proved wrong, I just go, you know what? You're right. I'm wrong. That's what you do in life. That's what you have to do. And all this garbage, Black Lives Matter is is not about saving black people. 
It's not about black neighborhoods. You know the people who are really trying to save black people are guys like me who don't want abortion, who want want great police departments to save black lives. That's the the people like me, not the liberal Democratic politicians just every four years or every two years sliding their hands down your pockets like Joe Biden trying to get money out of you. Another legal insurrection piece. Listen to this. Andrew Cuomo's. Andrew Cuomo's. New York Health Department clears Andrew Cuomo of responsibility for nursing home deaths. So Andrew Cuomo's own health department clears him of responsibility in the nursing home debacle. Here's an article. The New York Health Department's report cleared Andrew Cuomo and his policies on the 6,000 does everybody get this? Do you, do you get this? I need to not pull off the microphone. Do you get this? You know how many people died in nursing homes in the state of Florida? 700. Do you know how many? And we have 22 million people live here. 3 million more than New York. 700 died in Florida. And we have 20% more elderly here. He has 6,300. So far, he still hasn't released all the records yet. It's more. I think it's up to three times that many. That's just opinion. New York had the most deaths in nursing home in the nation. The analysis said 6,326 COVID patients were transferred from hospitals into nursing homes. And the New York Department of Health says, wasn't Cuomo's fault. Whose mandate was it? Oh, Andrew Cuomo. State Assemblyman Ron Kim, Democrat from Queens, described the report as a cover-up for Cuomo. Good for you, Democrat. Assemblyman Ron Ron Kim, a critic of the state's nursing home policies, slammed the report as a cover-up. This is a conflict of interest for the health department to investigate its own poor decisions. No kidding. So is it okay, I guess, for all police departments to investigate their own incidences? No, but for Cuomo, it's just fine. He's, do you get that? He's responsible for the deaths of 6,300 people that never needed to die. DeSantis has it at 700 for way more old people in a, way, in a considerably larger state. Do you see the difference? Republican versus Democrat. This is a man. Andrew Cuomo, who lit up his dad's bridge, who lit up the Empire State Building, who lit up another bridge in pink, pink light to celebrate the most homicidal abortion policy in the nation. That's when whatever you plant in the ground, be not deceived. Our God is not mocked. Whatever you plant into the ground, death, you will reap. That man will reap this. He'll pay a political price for this. And not only that, on Judgment Day, a much bigger price. I want every, I want. To, I may finish with this. I don't know. We're getting close to two hours, so here we go. I'm planning on finishing with this. You never know with me. I want you to know about testing because you're going to keep hearing about it. Masks, testing, masks, testing. So what about this testing? Testing is discovering. Testing is documenting what has already happened. For the most, yeah, there are some people catching COVID. 
There are some people catching COVID, but mostly testing is just documenting what has already happened. That's really what it is. So I want to go over this with you. What's already there. All the studies, all the studies, not the goofballs on Facebook, not, not any goofball you may listen to, the studies really done by liberals, Stanford, USC, LA County, Boston, have all discovered that six to 13% of the population will have or has had COVID. So let's do the numbers. You go to the equation. How do you do it wrong? You do it just like the ignorant person that I was debating with on Facebook said, Here, here's the way you do it wrong. You take the number of reported cases and divide it into the number of deaths. So you take the number of deaths divided by the number of reported cases, which will give you like a 2% death rate. Completely and totally galactically ignorant and wrong. That's not how it works. You'll see Democrats do it. And surprisingly, that's the Republican I was talking to on Facebook. That's the way he was doing it. Shocker. And then with great conviction, espousing his own ignorance. This is how you correctly do it. You do number of deaths divided by presumed cases. That's how they do the flu. What do you think the flu numbers would be? If they did it that way, if they did it by number of reported cases and number of deaths, if they divided number of flu deaths by number of reported cases, what do you think the flu death rate would be? Well, I did the numbers. It'd be a five to 6% death rate. Deadliest flu in the history of all the world ever. If you did it the way that the guy was, that I was talking to on Facebook about it, who was putting out those numbers in public for everybody to see. So you look at New York City. You look at New York City, their dashboard. Total persons tested. 4,170,000, that's out of a state of 19 million. Total persons positive out of 4,396,000. You divide the total number of persons tested positive, positive, by the total persons tested, which is 9.5%. So you had total people tested, 4.1 million, right? Total positives, 396,000. You divide 396,000 by 4.1 million gets you 9.5%. Lo and behold, between what? 6 and 13%, like all the studies say. So 9.5% of the state of New York has had COVID. Not 396,000. Is that really what you think? You go by positive test results? They've only tested 4 million New Yorkers out of 19.5 million? And you think the only positives are 396,000 in the state of Florida. They got about 220,000 positive cases right now. Positive tests out of 22 million. You think that's all there be? You instantly right now tested all 22 million residents of the state of Florida. How many of them would be positive? Six to 13%, just like these numbers show every single time, which leads to a 0.9% post-infection death rate in the state of New York, because you divide 9.5% of the population into the deaths, into the deaths. That's how it works. That's how it works every single time. Six to 13% of the population has it. So the, I did all the numbers. It's about a point one, about a 1% chance of dying in the state of New York, the worst in the nation with all of their galactic screw ups in nursing homes with all their fake numbers that they've been caught doing numerous times, so they don't really have 30,000 deaths. They probably have a legitimately half that. 
But just to do Florida, let's do Florida. Florida, total number of tests in the state of Florida, 2 million, this is as of today, 2,357,398 total tests. Total positives, 232,000. That means 9.8% are positive. 9.8%, lo and behold, just like New York, right? Oh no, you just you just do the you got a positive, you got 232,000 positives. That means we've had 232,000 uh, cases in the state of Florida, 3,800 deaths. So you divide uh, 3,800 by 232,000. That's the dumb, ignorant, stupid way. That's it. It's a completely wrong number, which they don't do for the flu, which they don't do for pneumonia, which they don't do for malaria. You do it by six to 13 percent of the population. So out of the 2,357,000 people tested, there was 232,000 people tested positive, which is a rate of 9.8%, once again, falling between 6 and 13% of the population. So you take the nine, nine, so you assume, you use presumed cases, 9.8% of the population has or had COVID, right? That's what you do. That's what you divide the number of deaths by. So you take 4,000 deaths divided by, 9.8% of the population, which is 2,156,000, which equals a 0.1% post-infection death rate. That's what the CDC goes by. With they, they have a 0.26% post-infection death rate nationwide. Nationwide. That includes New Jersey and New York. Nationwide. And the goofball on Facebook that I was talking to says that Florida's at 2%. That's all by doing stupid math and then espoused by ignorant people. Simple as that. Let's finish. Well, you know what we'll do is we'll finish with that Colin Kaepernick thing. Let me get to it because I got it. And I usually don't like to directly kipe from Jonathan Shuttlesworth, check the news, but I had to steal this one from him. I absolutely had to steal this video from Jonathan Shuttlesworth last night. If you saw it already, you got to watch it again. Here's the deal. Colin Kaepernick, this is where we're finishing right here. Signs a deal with Disney days after complaining that America oppresses him. We reject, Colin Kaepernick said on Twitter, we reject your celebration of white supremacy and look forward to liberation for all, tweeted Kaepernick about the 4th of July. I am excited to announce this historic partnership with Disney across all the platforms to elevate black and brown directors, creators, storytellers, and producers to inspire the youth with compelling and authentic perspectives, Kaepernick said in a statement, I look forward to sharing the documentaries of my life story in addition to many other culturally impactful projects we are developing. So here's the deal. Colin Kaepernick, I guess, has been just galactically oppressed and suppressed, right? Watch this video. Compelling ways, your thoughts, I'm thinking you might have a few. You know, we played a video on my show the other day of a white girl, uh, a, a, an antifa white girl lecturing a black police officer that he didn't understand what racism was. And I, and I, I was greatly inspired by that. So I would like to now lecture Eric on, <laughs> uh, on what oppression really is and what racism really is. And, and, I, and I think you, you have to look no further than Colin Kaepernick's own life. I mean, it started when he was four months old. And unfortunately, a, a white Christian family 
uh, had the unmitigated audacity uh, to take uh, this, uh, you know, regressive command to love your neighbor as you love yourself and adopt this child into their home. Mm-hmm. From there, they impose their white heteronormative, uh, uh, you know, uh, dominance over him throughout his childhood as he became a stellar athlete and, and, and student. Unfortunately, though, he wasn't getting recognized by college, uh, colleges that were recruiting for quarterbacks. They didn't think he could play. And so his white high school coach, again, uh, stepping on the throat uh, of his black liberation, uh, took his film and peddled it all over the country to college coaches to try to get him signed, finally getting the attention of a future Hall of Fame football coach at the University of Nevada by the name of Chris Alt, himself, of course, clearly a racist, who decided to create an entire offense called the Pistol Offense in order to take advantage of Colin Kaepernick's unique skill set and turn him into a second-round draft choice in the NFL. Of course, he was drafted there by a white coach by the the name of Jim Harbaugh, who everyone knows from his playing days and going back to when he was, of course, a coach in the NFL as well, uh, was a virulent racist. I mean, that's how he earned the nickname <laughs> Adolph Rupp. And when he drafted Colin Kaepernick, much higher than anybody thought he would be selected, after after about a year of making him ride the bench just because he was half black, he then made the decision that exposed further his latent racism when he benched the white quarterback, Alex Smith, the number one overall draft pick in in the NFL draft, he benched him in the middle of the season and inserted an, an unproven half-black player drafted in the second round named Colin Kaepernick instead. And then, despite holding him back, of course, the entire time, uh, rode him all the way to the Super Bowl where they were just seconds away from actually winning the championship. I think when you now look at the fact his, uh, his net worth is over $20 million, he's now been signed by arguably the most beloved corporation on the planet Earth, Disney. There is no end to the systemic racism that Colin Kaepernick has suffered low these many years since he was four months old. And, and if that story doesn't move you, if that story doesn't show you indeed what black America is up against, then at this point, I mean, you might as well just go ahead and put a noose around your own neck. Next. There you go. You know, sometimes you just have to know that you couldn't say it any better than somebody else. Could not be said any better. Like and share this video. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Lord, we praise you. I pray for all the 138 people on Facebook that are watching and for all those that are on YouTube watching any other platform. I love each and every one of them. I pray over them. I pray over their victories. I pray over, Lord, there are tribulations in life right now, and I pray, God, that you would usher in your style of victory into every situation, whether it's healing, whether it's finances, whether it's oppression, whether it's depression, whether it's your church being closed. Lord, I just pray your victory into each and every Christian's life. If there are those that are watching that are not saved, Lord, I pray that you would convict them and draw them to the cross. Lord, I just lift up every single person within the sound of my voice, and I pray in, Lord, your blessings, your victory, and your winning every single time. Lord, we love you. Lord, we praise you. It's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Everybody said amen and amen. I love you guys. I really do. Thank you all for watching. I really do appreciate it. You mean the world to me, and I'll keep, as long as you're watching, I'll keep bringing the truth. God bless each and every one of you.